it's 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 hard. Uh, you even asked my wife uh, the last couple of weeks getting ready for the Labor Day race. Uh, I don't think I got home before. I think one night I got home at one in the morning. She was tickled to death because most of the time it's three in the morning. I got home. And I, I go out to my shop. I go eat breakfast in the morning with my buddy Kenny at the diesel shop. Uh, we meet his mom over at Gerard and have breakfast with her. I go to the shop and I don't I don't leave until I come home. And you know, it's like tonight, I had to be home like for this at nine o'clock. I got home at eight thirty. But uh, I spend a lot of time at the shop. If you don't, it's it's not going to get done. So let me ask you this, David. What what are your your favorite tracks to race on? Oh, my favorite tracks. Well, you know, I've always got to plug my home track because the home my home track means a lot to me. Uh, not because my relation owned it, but my hat goes off to Carl Blanton, and and I tell Carl this, and I hope he does realize. I, I mean it from my heart. Uh, I set out there. I, I went out Thursday. I was going, yeah Thursday. To, to take the semi out and then our bus. We took everything out, set it all up. And I was just sitting there looking around of all the the uh, the, the things that Carl has done to that track. And I mean, I'm talking uh, a brand new return road, uh, the old push roads asphalted, nice concession, nice tire, nice bathrooms. I mean, it just goes on and on. And, that, you know, my hat goes off to him for doing that. He's gave a, a place, granted, you know, like I said, I'm not into bracket racing, but, you know, it's kind of like people that like to roller skate or speed skate, and they're going to say, well, Dave's rink, we really like Dave's rink, but we don't like session skaters. We like speed meets. Well, session skaters is what's paying for that place. You know what I mean? That, that's what's paying the bills, and the speed skaters aren't. It's like, us fast cars really aren't paying the bill. It's the bracket race every weekend. So I do understand that. So, you know, Mocan's a great track. Uh, Eddieville, uh, uh, Gerald runs a fantastic track. That's more like a state park. Uh, my God, we pull in there and we think we're, we're looking for our fishing reels and go go fishing. It's so pretty there. I mean, it's, it's a well-groomed track. Um, let's see, Tulsa. Man, anybody that don't like Tulsa is crazy. Tulsa is nice. Uh, Dallas is nice. I like Denton. I love Denton's pits. Um, you know, it's all nice pit area. Um, and there's really not a track I don't like. Uh, I, I put all the tracks pretty even. I mean, there's some tracks, maybe the pit areas are better than others. But uh, as far as the tracks, we run on a lot of tracks. Um, the nicest track, and, and there again, I haven't been to this track in years, and I went out with Whitfields, uh, went to Maryland, to Bud's Creek. Um, anytime you go into a bathroom at a racetrack, and there's a guy there handing you towels to wipe your hands on, wow. I mean, that track was nice. I, mean, I thought I thought I was at some casino or something in Las Vegas. I couldn't believe how nice it was. And, and it's always been a nice track, but they went overboard on that track. It's real nice. So, you know, I've been to a lot of tracks. Uh, North Carolina's got some nice tracks. Uh, back when I was working on a fuel car, like I said, back in them days, uh, we were at every national event track in the United States. I've been at every track. Uh, and then what we would do is catch match races in between races. So we hit a lot of the little mom and pa races, you know, race tracks. And, uh, and there's a lot of neat tracks out there. 
Now, there is some that I, I don't want to mention names. That's not fair, but there's some tracks. There's a couple of them I'd never go back because they're, to me, kind of, I just wouldn't go back. But uh, most of them are really nice. Now, David, do you prefer the quarter mile or eighth mile? I'm old school. Do I have to even answer that? <laughs> a quarter, quarter mile. mile. <laughs> quarter mile, baby, all the way. One thing I want to say, and, and, you know, I used to kind of frown at uh, a couple of the guys that I raced with, because uh, they, they were all about eighth mile. And they'd always say, you know, eighth mile saves parts. Yeah, they're right. I'm going to agree. My parts bill, since we've been running a lot of eighth mile stuff lately, and my parts bill has really decreased. And, and you ask any anybody that's run hard, uh, I'll tell you for myself, it's from the eighth mile. It's that last little stretch. That's where you lose all your parts. <laughs> from the eighth mile to the stripe, you lose your parts. So, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Right. Um, but I still like quarter mile. Now, where do you get all your fire safety equipment from? Um, well, I'll tell you who's really taken, taken very good care of us is uh, DJ. DJ Safety. Uh, I've called them and said, hey, for instance, one time I called and said, hey, I, I need a, uh, a, a Wheelie Barnett. I need it, like, now. No problem. We'll get it to you. We, we can next day it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they've really taken good care of me. Uh, Dennis Taylor. Uh, I've used his stuff. I kind of, I, honestly, I try to use from everybody uh, from uh, Deist. I've got Deist shoots. I've got, uh, in one car, I've got DJ uh, shoots and belts. In the other car, i got Simpsons. Uh, my fire suit is Rico. Uh, my helmet's an impact. Um, who else? I mean, I try to, in, in that bunch, I try to use everybody. So... Yeah, it's kind of hard. I got uh, one car's got a it's got a Taylor diaper on it, and the other one, yeah, I think the other one's a Taylor too. So you know, I try to try to send my business out there amongst that bunch. But but I tell you who my hero is in, in the parts business. Uh, of course, uh, Mike Cavalieri's been a friend of mine for many years. I think the world of Mikey, uh, Miss Big Louie, by the way, but. Uh, Scott Gaddy, I buy a lot of stuff from Scott Gaddy. Uh, Scott has, if you look for used parts, man, Scott's got nice, nice parts. And he's going to tell you what it is, and you won't be dissatisfied with it. Um, also, Jim Mayer, Good Vibrations. I met Jim many, many years ago, and I started buying so much AN stuff from me, fittings and things, and on there for you, Dave, instead of just sending you a bill once every other day, he says, I'm just going to bill you once a month. Now, I think I was one of Jim's first customers that actually was billed out once a month in good vibrations. And to this day, I still support. Matter of fact, anything I can buy from Jim, I do. Um, it's kind of like System 1 filters. I needed some stuff for my System 1 filter, and I called System 1, and he was going to sell it to me. And he said, well, he said, I'll have to look for I said, let me ask you, does Jim Mayer sell those, all that parts, same parts? He goes, yeah. And he said, it might be a little more. I said, I'm going to call Jim. And I did. I called Jim, and Jim put him in the mail and got them to me. I, I think I think a lot of Jim there, uh, him and his, his boy, the whole bunch up there. The only one I'm there's one 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 thing I I bum on good vibrations is Jessica. Don't work there anymore. Jessica and I become dear friends. Uh, she's the sweetest. She is, she's the sweetest girl in the United States. Uh, she's just a. Uh, 
uh, she's a champion woman, and some of the things she's gone through with her children, or her child not being well, I don't know how the girl does it, but I do miss her good vibrations. Yes. But, uh, you know, and, and I don't want to forget old Dan, uh, Jim Dan, it's Jim, it's John Dan, John, John sells a lot of, a lot of uh, race car parts too. But I usually buy 90% of my stuff from Scott Gaddy if it's used, or I get it from Coletta's, or I got I got friends that work in those teams, and you know I get parts from them a lot. Okay, now now David, throughout your drag racing career, have you had any accidents or close accidents? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, a couple of years back. Actually, time like I said earlier, time gets away from me. It's probably been. Four years ago, maybe five, I uh, had a wheelie bar break, and it, the car was, it was going to do one of two things. It was going to crash going over backwards, or it was going to be bad going down, and I opted. I thought, you know, I'd rather go down than go over. And uh, to this day, I still have back trouble from it. I have... Uh, I've got some a little bit of arthritis anyway in my back, but I went and, to my back doctor, and uh, I've got some messed up uh, vertebrae and some discs that can't be repaired. It's never going to cause me any problems in my life as far as, if you ever notice, you see me, a lot of times I have a hard time. I walk, and it hurts. Uh, it hurts every day of my life. Uh, but it's something I deal with. I don't care. It's part of it. And... Uh, we ended up, we front half that car. That's the car we retired here last year. And, uh, yeah, that was the only time that I, I did hit a guardrail one time, which, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know I tagged the guardrail. I knocked off the canard. And I think I scared the crowd more than anything. We was uh, down in Texarkana. I think that's where that happened. But that's only two incidents that ever happened to me. I did catch on fire one time at uh, Tulsa, nothing too bad. Uh, you know, things got a little crispy, but uh, nothing bad. No. Well, knock on wood, you'll have no more accidents, knock on wood. Exactly. You know, I think the, probably the worst I've ever been hurt was either motocross racing or go-kart racing. I'll never forget my, well, we'll go back to old Kenny Perrin that has diesel, the diesel shop. We got, you know, I, speaking of, I still race go-karts. I've got uh, I've got two shifters, a tag, and a sprint. I, uh, if I'm not racing drag racing, I'll race my go-karts. But uh, I'll never forget, <laughs> I went to Dalton, Missouri. They were having a cart race. We unloaded everything and fired up the cart, got it all warmed up. And Kenny says, hey, now I want to tell you, there's a lot of people here watching. There's a lot of big hitters here. They're going to be watching you. Go out there and rock their world. Show them what you can do. So then I went out there and I thought, man, okay, I'll make this car fly. And the old cart hooked up on one of the S curves and I flipped it. And I'm not kidding you, it took my elbow and dislocated it into my shoulder. <laughs> That's probably the worst I've ever been hurt was on a go-kart. So, you know, drag racing is nothing compared to go-kart racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so now, David, what was you considered it to be some of the milestones of your drag racing career? Did you say the highlights? The mi milestones. Uh, the milestones? Gosh, I don't know. Um, uh, kind of define that more what you're wanting to uh, know on that. You know, like the 
milestones, like achievements, great, great achievements that you did? You know, my, my thing I'd have to say, the, the number one thing is the people I've met. The people I've met, I, I wouldn't trade. There's, there's not money that could buy the friendship I've gained from certain racers out there that uh, I truly admire and enjoy being around. And it's like Mike Newkirk. Uh, Mike Newkirk means the world to me. Uh, I feel sorry for Mike because my mom now, my mom's 86 years old, and my mom's got Mike's phone number. <laughs> so poor Mike gets a phone call from my mom quite often, and he even answers the phone now, Mama Lau, what's up? You know, that's what he says. Mama Lau, what's up? You know, but it, that's, the, that's definitely the thing that I say that I've gained the most out of drag racing, that is the people I've met. Uh, part of my achievements is to be able to, to, to take a car and tune a fuel car and tune an alcohol car and, and be confident to know that tune-up I just put in, it will get us point A to B, and it's going to get us in the show, and we can work off of that number the rest of the weekend. Uh, you know, and that don't come easy. Not at all. Uh, I never did have my fuel system ever flowed. I did it all myself. Um, it was quite a learning experience, and I'm, I'm dear friends with Spike Gore. Uh, I mean, Spike's always teased me, hey, you know, send some stuff. I did send him a bunch of uh, nozzles and pills to have him flow, but everything else, uh, I do all my own machine work. Uh, I have a machine shop. Uh, we're all in-house. We do everything. If it's a chassis, bro, you know, like front half in that last car, I did it myself. I back half that car. Uh, all the machine work I do myself. Right. Okay, so now, now David, I'm going to ask you some uh, fun questions here before we finish out the interview. You ready for a few fun questions here? Sure. If, if uh, someone were to give you $200 million and say, hey, Dave, can you build me a brand new drag race track? Where would you consider building a new track and what kind of features would you put into the track? Well, okay, uh, there's, I would do a little more than, with that money, there's, there, I do two things with that money, and I'll tell you, number one, okay, far as a racetrack, where would I put that racetrack? <sighs> I'd really have to think about it, I'd have to look at the uh, geographical uh, layout of where it's needed at, you know, uh, I'd like to say I'd put it in front of that Kansas where I live, but it, it wouldn't support it, when we, we don't even have a place to put it. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Uh, what I would definitely do is, number one thing, the thing I appreciate the most in any business, and we go back to Maryland, is clean bathrooms. Uh, I take pride in my skating center. Uh, if my help, I want my bathrooms checked on every 10 minutes. So uh, at a racetrack, I would have a nice shower facility for the racers and, and a bathroom. And I know women definitely appreciate the same thing. That would be one of my goals. My other goal would be is the, uh, I don't want to call it a restaurant. I wouldn't have a restaurant, but I would have an indoor place to set that was air conditioning that you could go in and have, you know, your, your food and not fight the flies and the sweat and the bugs and mosquitoes, um, things like that. Um, and, you know, definitely a, a nice pit area. Pit area means a lot to a, a racer. And then what I would do with the rest of the money, uh, I would uh, help 
one of my friends out that I've talked about a lot, and I'll just say his first name is, is Michael. I would I would write him a check for whatever he wants and give him the rest. That's what I'd do. Okay, now, now David, do you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? Oh, God, yeah, whatever I start. It, it, <laughs> anything to do with the motor, I'm into, I'm into the lake. I love the lake. Uh, we've had a lake home for many years. I like the water. We're, we're in the boats. Uh, I love boats. Um, do you go fishing? Other, uh, uh, do what? Do you go fishing? Nope, don't fish. I got all the stuff and don't fish. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd tell you my fishing story. I, I bought all this fishing equipment, bought a uh, fishing boat, and the wife thought she'd like to fish, so we went out fishing, and, and we caught a fish. She did, and neither one, <laughs> neither one of us knew how to take it off the hook and couldn't get it off the hook. <laughs> and I don't, think the fish, I don't think the fish lived, and we both got so upset that we never went back fishing. Because, <laughs> like I said, I, I've, never, I've never killed a thing in my life I, I'm the guy that super glued the turtle up that got hit by the car. I'm, I'm one of those guys. So now I don't fish, but we're on the water all the time. We've got a we've got a, a, a nice boat. We go out and you know tie up with everybody and swim. Uh, that and, and definitely I'm into roller skating. As is, if anybody knows me, I've I've professionally skated darn near all my life until I was in my mid twenties, and I quit. And like I said, I still own a skating center. I come from a roller skating family. Uh, that's definitely one of my hobbies. I love RC boats and planes and cars. I like that. That's how I actually, me and Antron Brown, that's how I kind of struck a uh, friendship with him before he really become anything because he was into remote control boats, fast boats. And uh, I'm into that. I, I'm just into anything. I like antiques, pocket watches, uh, I'm very versatile. I like everything. I'm the kind of guy that can go to church on Sunday and go to a race on a Monday. I, I like anything. I'm always the guy that says, hey, you want to go do this? Sure, why not? I'll try it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, being being a, as big of an animal lover as you are, did you read a story about the 90 elephants getting killed? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said, being the big animal lover that you are, did you read a story recently about the... 90 elephants getting getting killed? Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, I just read it today when I came home from work about 90 elephants were killed, like close to a wildlife preserve or something like that. Um, no, I really, uh, I, I don't know if I'm understanding. I'm having a hard time hearing you again. I'm sorry. Uh, I said like 90 elephants were killed like near, near a wildlife preserve. Someone sh you know, people hunted them down. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I still didn't understand. Okay. Well, let, me, let me try this one more time. I said, the story I read today when I came, got off of work was 90 elephants were uh, hunted down close to a wildlife preserve. Go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're, dealing, you're dealing with a guy, and he's probably hearing aids, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I always blame it on the phone. The phone's horrible. I don't have a good phone or it's your phone. Now it's really my hearing. I know it is. Okay, now... Who... who In the... In, in the... Dra dragster... Well, what was it? The dog called Dragster. Do you, do you have a top, com top uh, competitor? 
Yeah, every everyone that comes up the starting line against me is my uh, competitor. Um, I tell you what, uh, like you know, uh, radar. Uh, I don't know if I, you know who Radar is. Night, oh, night, Roger, yeah, Roger Nitro Madness. Yes, I tell you what, Roger is a champ. He's a champ of a guy. I knew him back when he was running the Orange Crate. Uh, he's one of those guys that can drive. Period. You could you could give him a a, a fuel altered with a Briggs and Stratton motor in it, and he's going to make it. He's going to drive it. He's good. Uh, so you know, anytime I'm up against him, I know that. I better be on my game plan, and, and and I cannot say this fellow's name to save my soul, and it's a hard name, but Jared Mischitz, he's out of Iowa, uh, and Jared is, he's good. He's good, the car's good, uh, the car runs fast, his father's a great tuner. Matter of fact, uh, they've been doing no prep, they got like a pro mod they've been running, and no prep, and they've just been... Man, they've been turning that car on. So, you know, he's real good. Um, Rusty Kramer, uh, before Rusty's accident, Rusty was always on his game plan. You had to watch out. Old Rusty sneak up on you. Um, a guy that I, I truly think is really a cool guy is Jeff Krug. Jeff, we race against. Uh, he's got the obsession, funny, or uh, altered. Um, he's just, he's just, he's one that's been fighting some gremlins, but, uh, he's the one that won the, uh, fuel uh, outlaw race there in Eddyville a few weekends ago. So, you know, you got to watch all these guys. They're all your competitors. They're all, they're all sneaky. They're out to get you. <laughs> they're sneaky and they're out to get you. It's like radar. I did a live thing on my Facebook. And if anybody watches my Facebook, some of them are probably, you all probably make fun of me or think, man, what a geek. Why would he do that? But I have more fun doing my live remotes or, you know, my, my videos on Facebook. And I, me and Radar did an interview. I said, Radar, you're my buddy, right? He says, you're a bit, you're my good friend. I said, now, Radar, how about this round coming up? I said, we're going to be in the finals together. What do you think of me? He says, I don't like you at all. Like I'm starting <laughs> my, I, I don't like you. <laughs> I said, there you go, folks. That's Radar. So, you know, we're all good friends, but when it comes to, when, you, when you're up there on the starting line, you become, I don't know him. Right. You, you can't you can't let friendship stand in the way there. Right. Then, then down at the end of the track, you guys are buddies again. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, I mean, as soon as I get out or he gets out like Radar, you know, he'll come over and say, hey, you okay, you need help out, uh, you know. And, and that's why almost all racers are they're real courteous. It's like Labor Day weekend, and I wish I could remember who it was. Uh, the guy, you know, wrapped up all my sheets for me and stuck them under the wheelie bar. It was the guy I was racing against. You know, things like that. That's pretty cool. So, so now, David, if you could do time traveling and go back into time, would you do anything differently with your drag racing career? I started out real young. I mean, 14, 15 years old, I was hanging out with, the radio, with top fuel teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, I wish I could have started earlier, maybe, or, or maybe got a, got a ride with somebody and got my feet wet with somebody else's car and, you know, 
basically been under their wing for a while, maybe something like that. But uh, all the people I hung out with gave me such great advice. I mean, I, if you can see my basement right now, when we're talking right now, I'm looking on the wall. I see Rhonda Hartman. Uh, Rhonda sent me a bunch of cool stuff. I've got one of her motors as a coffee table. Uh, I'm looking at uh, right now at uh, Orange County International Raceway, uh, September the 20th. Dragster's Funny Car Alders Gas, uh, the Super Gas, Super Stocks. I mean, I'm just looking at all this memorabilia. So, would I change things? I, no, I don't think so. I really don't. I think what I did was was good. I'm glad I didn't wait till I was like 20 or 30 years old to try this because I would have figured that, man, I wasted a lot of life that I could have done something I really enjoyed. So, no, I, 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 no, I wouldn't change nothing. No. Okay, now, let me ask you this question. What What's your favorite food that you like to eat? My favorite food to eat? Yes. Oh, my wife this because she'd tell the truth on me and I wouldn't want her to be telling the truth right now. <laughs> I would say crab. And 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 I tell you what, I could eat my weight in crab. I'm not kidding you. Uh, <laughs> um, I, crab will make you have accidents. So I mean, that's all I want to say. And I, man, when I'm eating crab, you better get out of my way because I can put it away. So I do like crab. But if I had to pick a restaurant, uh, I used to be a big steak eater, but anymore, um, it's hard to beat if you a good Mexican restaurant. I like Mexican, but uh, I'm a steak eater. Uh, I can't hardly wait to go to California because first place I want to go is Black Angus. Uh, I always go there and have a steak at Black Angus. So I'm going to say steak restaurant. All right. I like steak. So what's your favorite beverage to drink? Well, if I don't, if, if I don't say Pepsi and Pepsi is hearing me, they'd be mad at me. But I'm going to say Dr. Pepper. I drink Diet Dr. Pepper. I love Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm not a diabetic, nothing like that. I got hooked on Diet Pop because I don't like sweet stuff. And Diet Dr. Pepper, uh, that's my favorite, definitely. All right. Now, what's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time, um, I'd have to say Casino. I really like that show. That was a cool show. That would be probably one of my favorite shows. Now, what, what's your favorite music to listen to? Well, I'm sure glad you asked that because anybody knows me. I am a diehard, 100% hardcore Leonard Skinner, yes, all the way from them. Uh, from the old Skinner when they were all together, Steve Gaines. Uh, I can remember Steve Gaines when he played in uh, Magic Kitchen. Before he was there with Leonard Skinner, uh, Cassie Gaines, uh, the Van Zants. It's kind of funny when when all that happened and they got killed. Uh, the Van Zants that took over to make Leonard Skinner what it was because they retired now. But I I knew them. I knew the Van Zants. Uh, I got to know them and. Uh, Leonard Skinner, hands down. That's good Southern rock and roll. And then, of course, I like like the old ZZ Top, stuff like that. I, I like rock and roll. And I do like good country music. If, if I was going to have to say my favorite rock and roll, Leonard Skinner, 100%. My favorite country singer, no doubt about. I want to hang out with a guy, and, and that's Kenny Chesney. I think Kenny Chesney, just that dude's just cool. Now, do you, you, you know, like 
You like- hey, no, you, know, you know what really is a bummer? We was going to a race in Eddyville. Semi was having some problems, and we kind of broke down, and we had to be towed. We got towed to this truck stop right across the street to the diesel shop. So his name was Jimmy Johnson. Well, we limped the truck over there. He owned his own private bar. So he come and got us, took us down to his private bar, fed us, wined and dined my whole crew. The next morning, I go over to the truck stop, and we was all taking showers. And we look out the window, and Jimmy's already got the semi in. So Jimmy fixed our semi, didn't charge the dime. I find out he's a country artist. And the week before, I went to Kenny Chesney's concert in Kansas City. That week, he spent at Jimmy Johnson's bar jamming with Jimmy. And if we would have broke down a week, a week sooner, <laughs> yeah. I would have got to meet Kenny Chesney. So I guess it's not meant to be. But now I'm a big Kenny Chesney fan. Now, do you like 38 Special? Do what? Do you like 38 Special? Oh, yeah, I do. I really like 38 Special. I like the old 38 Special. It's kind of funny you mention that because we was just talking about 38 Special a couple of days ago. Uh... Yes. Uh, the old 38 special, it was really good. Doobie Brothers, like the Dibs, they were they were good until Michael McDonald went and started singing with them. Uh, but when they went back to, to Doobie Brothers, yeah. Uh, Ted Nugent, uh, there's, man, I don't care. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can pick out if you like rock and roll. If you hear somebody playing a guitar, 50 people, you'll know Stevie Ray Vaughan, Ted Nugent. You know, there's just certain ways and certain people. Uh, but, yeah, I like music. I'm really into music. All right. Now, next question is, what's been your most embarrassing moment on the track? Oh, wow. Most embarrassing moment on the track. Hmm. Had a lot of them. No, not really. <laughs> uh, not, I really haven't had... Yeah, yeah, I did. Never mind. When I first started out, the very first started out, uh, they had a tranny, you know, you have a trans button. Okay? And <laughs> I left the lights and hit the tranny button by accident. I let off of it. You know, you're supposed to, have, that was kind of like bracket racing. So you bring the R's up on a tranny button and you're supposed to let off and go. And I let off and, and I don't know what happened. My hand came back down, hit the tranny button and I got a picture of that old dragster with all four wheels off the ground. That's probably the most embarrassing moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So what would you consider to be the fondest memory of your drag racing career? Oh, I had a lot of them back when I was working with top field teams, but uh, and there's some things I can't even talk about. <laughs> but I'd have to say Bob Garner. I don't know if you know who Bob is. No. Bob was, he works on a pro mod car now, and he's he was Princess Scott Palmer, and we all ran around together. And Bob was down at, at our local track, and I tied a toilet paper on the back of his car, and it was good toilet paper. And I made it where in the burnout it'd roll off. And when it rolled off, it freaked out the starter. They were going to shut him off. They didn't know what would happen. I felt real bad about it. I never fessed it up for that for a while. And all the toilet paper stuck to the crack. And, you know, because it's on VHD, it caused a little mess. But it was a funny joke. And then uh, I'd have to say, say when Mike Newkirk decided to 
uh, changed my name on my old trailer. I've always had second wind racing. That's a story in itself. Uh, that become, because I wasn't the original second wind racing. But Mike Newkirk crossed it all out and put passing gas racing on it. That was kind of a funny moment. But uh, that, that's probably the two funnies. Mike, Mike Newkirk was always pulling off stunts. Now, David, if if you weren't drag racing, what do you think you'd be doing? Gosh, I'd probably be in prison. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, really. Uh, what would I be doing if I wasn't drag racing? Gosh, I don't know. Go nuts, I think. Uh, like I said, I, I was born a motorhead. Uh, I built a lot of street rods. Uh, built a lot of street cars and stuff. Uh, it would definitely be, it'd have to be car-related. It really would be. I mean, I've even thought when I get so old that I'm not even able to do anything. You know, you get. I guess you get to that point. I hope I never do. I've already thought that someday I'll turn my basement into a gigantic uh, HO railroad thing and, and play with that. At least I can still build things. I mean, I'm always thinking, you know, because I can't sit still. I, I've got to be building something. So it, it would be definitely car-related. I would, uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Now, if people that listen to people that listen to this interview wanna, they're interested in where you're gonna be running at the rest of the season. What's the best way to, for them to find out where you're gonna be racing at the rest of the year? Say that again. I'm sorry. I said if people that are if people listen to this interview, and they're interested in seeing where you're gonna be running at the rest of the year, what's the best way for them to find the schedule for the rest of the year for you? Um, I tell you what, I, I post so much stuff on my Facebook, and if you just go, a lot of people think my last name is Lowe, which is fine. I, it doesn't offend me if somebody calls me David Lowe, but our last name is Lau, and when my family came from Germany, they changed the spelling and all that. I thought they would Americanize it, and they kind of screwed it all up, because really, I don't know if it is Lowe or Lau myself. <laughs> but if you go to my Facebook page, and it's just D-A-V-I-D-L-O-W-E, um, I very seldom ever change my cover picture or whatever they call that. I'm not very computer savvy, but, uh, it's got my, one of my dogs on there with John Lombardo hat. And John, if you're watching this, yes, my dog still wears that hat. <laughs> and it's got, uh, my new, new, uh, top alcohol dragster on it. Uh, I think that picture was taken by a friend of mine, Chuck, at, uh, I think that was Eddieville. The car's leaving, the front end's kind of twisted up, and that's my Facebook page. Uh, I, I always ask anybody that wants to be my friend, come on board. Um, if you want to learn about drag racing, got questions, or just enjoy it, uh, you know, feel free. Uh, I love people, so, yeah, Facebook. All right. So uh, our, next, our next race will be, like I said, I'm leaving for... Uh, Denton, Texas, for the Funny Car Chaos. I will not have a car there. I'm working on a car. My next race I will be at will be Tulsa okay. at Nitro Nationals. Okay. Now, how how important do you think it is for the families to bring kids out to the drag races? A hundred percent. I think it's uh, uh, that's why I'm where I'm at because my dad took me to the races. My mom, my mom still is an avid NHRA racer. 
fan. She does not miss one race on TV. She lectures me all the time. Did you see so and so? I'm. I'm. I really think a lot of Cruz Petragon, Cruz and I have become friends from me selling prison to him and la di da. And she'll call me up. She said, did you just see Cruz run? I said, Mom, I'm not watch TV. Why aren't you? My mom is an avid NHRA watcher. So I think it's very important to take those kids to the races. I think junior dragsters is about the coolest thing. If they had them back when he had, I'd been nuts. I would have been in heaven. You know, and what I think it does for kids is... Nowadays, if you look, and that's a sad thing, you look at every parent, mom, dad, the kids, what are they doing? They're all on their phones. They don't socialize. They don't even talk at dinner. They're on their phones. So I do think you get your kid out and get them involved in something like this. It's it's, it's a wonderful thing. I think it's very important to take your kids to the racetrack. Yeah. Well, David, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to do an interview with me tonight. Oh, I've had a blast. It's, it's been fun talking. Matter of fact, I had to remind myself every once in a while we're just not BSing on the phone if we're doing an interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, drag racing, is it's been a... Uh, somebody had asked me right now, say, you know, Dave, uh, and, and God, I, God bless, I hope it never does, and somebody say, you know, you got five minutes to live, what would you say? I'd say life has been wonderful. Uh, it's been a, uh, I don't know, it's been a, it's an adventure that has just been phenomenal. Uh, I love every minute of life, and I think every, each and every one of us ought to do the same thing, is live life to the fullest. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll definitely get you on there again in the future. Yeah, I, I would really enjoy it. Uh, like I said, it's it's been a lot of fun tonight. Uh, just uh, you got me reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have any final words or any thank yous to give out before we close out? Well, like I said, uh, you know, I want to thank all my West Coast friends uh, and I, my East Coast friends, OT Bone out there, and all them guys. It's kind of funny because you know I go to March meet and. And I got the Bartones over here. I got my West Coast, my East Coast. Uh, Sean Armstrong, you know, Sean. Sean's my neutralizer. That's what I That's what I always tell T-Bone. I said, hey, Sean's my neutralizer. You because know, Sean usually works with uh, Bartones, and Sean lives out in California, and Bartones is from New York. So I said, that's my neutralizer there. So, you know, like I said, I just, I just want to let everyone know, you know, uh, I love each and every one. Each, each and every one. If I haven't mentioned you, it's not that I I I, I forgot you. It, it's just you know it's hard to mention everybody. But uh, I've got a lot of mentors out there, and, and like I said, uh, like Mike Newkirk and my dad died. Uh, you know, Mike lives a good five hours away, and to take a day off, two days actually, come down, spent the night, went back home. That means a lot to me. And, you know, not every racer can do that. So there's a lot a lot of guys that, that hold a pretty special spot in my heart. Okay. It's, well. like, it's like old Halstead. And, you know, and I tell him all the time, you know, I'll text him. And somebody can read our text. They probably think, man, these two are weird. But no, I, I, I think the world of Mike Halstead. And, and, and there's reasons for that. I, I know what kind of guy he really is. Uh, on track and off track and the kind of heart that man's got. Uh, if everybody had the heart that guy's got, 
this this world would be perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, on that on that note, we'll close out the interview, and I want to thank you again for uh, taking the time to do an interview, David. No, I appreciate uh, you wanting to do one. And I hope you have a great night. All right. Well, listen. Uh, God bless everybody, and. Uh, I hope everything uh, is great, and when everybody wakes up the next morning, and the next morning, let's uh, let's make this world better. Well, that's why we we got the pres- president trying to make the world great again. Right on. I, hey, as long as he breathes nitro, he's got to be all right, and I think he does. So I think we're good. I, I know. Uh, I, I know he likes. Na- I know he likes NASCAR racing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, he was. He was supporting my uh, top alcohol car. I see you've seen that on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't care who's in there as long as they can make a change and make, like I said, make this world better, make uh, make everybody better. You know, that's great. Yep. Well, David, you have a great night. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'll talk to you later, and uh, you have a wonderful night, too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye.